Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Stand Up For The Truth. What a crazy week. What a crazy month. And I saw a meme saying uh, 2020 is like five years in one. It's taken so long for us to get through this year with all the chaos, the stress and everything. But I'm so excited to have a special guest with us today. And I'll get to her in just one moment. Father, thank you for giving us an opportunity to talk about this important issue of your creation, how you created us in your image, and that every human life has meaning and value, and we are special, Lord, and uh, that you want to redeem all mankind, and you give us the choice to come to you, Lord. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for your truth. And we pray that you'd speak to hearts today and encourage people, and for others that are just checking this out, challenge them with what they're going to hear today, and we just thank you for this chance to talk openly and for the freedoms that we have in this country. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today's guest, former transgender Laura Perry, she's an author, speaker, and she's hoping to encourage others to avoid believing the same lies that she once did and making some of the same painful mistakes that she made in her past. She's now with First Stone Ministries, and she has been transformed by Christ. Laura Perry, welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you so much for having me back. Pleasure to be here. You are so welcome. We'll mention your book again. We've talked about with you several times here transgender to transformed but that's not why we're having you on today there is a really cool documentary that just came out tuesday put out by the american family association and it's called in his image delighting in god's plan for gender and sexuality now uh, dvds are going to ship out in a few weeks first of all how did they get a hold of you how how did this come to be where you were involved with In His Image and the American Family Association? Um, in 2018, they were already going to film Stephen Black, who is also in uh, in the film, and who is now my boss, now that I work at First Stone. But at the time, uh, we just knew each other, and we'd spoken together a couple of times, and uh, they he had referred them to me. And um, I know that they, they really prayed about putting my story in because I, I hadn't been out of the lifestyle that long and it had only been a couple of years and they wanted um, somebody that they knew had really been set free and uh, so they really prayed about it but um, they, they came and filmed and that was in it was December of 2018 so it's been uh, yeah right out of a couple of years and it was it was such a cool experience too to be able to to be a part of this because you just see the, the one little part you're filming and then to see it all come together was so much I know they put so much prayer into it, and the documentary just blew us away. Uh, it is so beautiful and so well done. You've seen it a couple times now. Are you are you critical of yourself, or did you just enjoy it? I think I just enjoyed it. I um, I've been critical of myself at times, um, <laughs> but this one, honestly, you know, they did such an amazing job. You know, I, I just told my story. They're the ones that put it all together with all the music and the. It's beautiful. It's such a loving and compassionate approach, mm. and yet speaking the truth. And there's a good balance of testimony along with uh, experts and theologians, and there's a good mix of people in it. I, I think it's going to be an incredible resource for the church. I think so, too. That's what I've been hearing, and I think God can use this. And uh, thank God for your testimony and for his work in your life, Laura. I want to quote Dr. Robert Jeffress, who was of First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. He said, I think the strongest parts of In His Image are the testimonies of those who have suffered from sexual or gender confusion and how God delivered them out of the darkness into the light. The film reminds us that change is really possible with the Spirit of God. And he adds, uh, in his image, did a great job of blending biblical truth with scientific fact and Christian compassion. I think that's a winner right there. That last sentence, Laura, 
in his image, did a great job of blending biblical truth with scientific fact and Christian compassion. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And there's, um, you know, there's a mix of people, because we've got some of the theologians um, like Dr. Michael Brown, but then we also have Dr. Michelle Cortella. Not only is she a pediatric doctor, and she's the head, and I can't remember offhand the organization which she's with. American College of Pediatricians, is that it? I believe so. Okay. That, that sounds right. Okay, I want to quote Executive uh, Vice President Ed uh, Vitagliano. I hope I said that right. Vitagliano. Vitagliano. I can't believe it. I'm Italian yep. and I messed it up. <laughs> he said, in his image is everything we'd hoped and prayed it would be for years to come. We believe this important film will help countless precious souls come to grips with God's purpose for their sexuality and gender and the divine love that will not let them go. What a great quote. I just want to mention uh, there are three very important questions that this documentary, In His Image, addresses. Okay, number one, what does the Bible say about homosexuality and gender identity? The second question, can you be gay and be a Christian? And number three, how should church members respond to members who are gay or facing challenges with their gender identity? Now, Laura, we've talked about these things on past podcasts with you, but now they're in a documentary in his image, and they are addressed specifically. I would love for you to just touch on any one of these that seems like, wow, I know this is really, really key right now to talk about. Well, I really think all three of these are questions that every church needs to address. We, we've had so many churches, they say, oh, well, that's not affecting my church, or they just, they, you know, they don't want to upset people or whatever. But the reality is, um, there are so many people that are being deceived into these lifestyles. So many young people are being enticed away. And if a church doesn't address it, who will? Mm-hmm. And so I think to make sure that the church says, um, yes, the Bible does address this. And yes, the Bible says this is a sin, but also to say you can be set free. Uh, there's a, I remember in Stephen Bennett's testimony, he's a former homosexual that has a ministry now. And I remember somebody came over to his, ha- his house one time and asked if she could talk to him about the Bible and his homosexuality. And he didn't know the two were related, you know. <laughs> he's like, well, what do you mean? And she reads them out of 1 Corinthians 6, where it lists these different things, and it says, including homosexuality, and says, will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then she goes on to verse 11, where it says, such were some of you. Hmm. And he looked at her and he said, are you telling me people can change? You know, and how wow. he's been living that life for, yeah, I mean, the Bible really can't, now not everybody's going to react that way, but the reality is there are so many people that don't know they can change. And that, oh, he didn't get saved right there, but he did a few months later, and he really credits that with being like that big seed that really began to set him free. And that's a key scripture. Such were yep. some of you. Paul was yep. writing to Christians, and he said, "Such yeah. you, some of you were what we're describing here. So, wow, what a great right. story. Um, real quick, there's a, a note from the American Family Association that just reminding people, it, this has only been out for a couple days. It's available at afa.net and other places. But if they say, would you join us in prayer that in his image would have a massive impact on our nation and bring repentance, salvation, healing, and transformation. You talk about change. Transformation to individuals who need it most. And then there's a, a button on the website to make a donation, to pray. Um so, Laura, where else? I know it's AFA.net. Are you, I mean, you're an insider now because you're in this documentary. Are there other, other places people can go to watch it or other resources? Yeah, I would suggest going to inhisimage.movie, and that will have everything related to the documentary. It also has um, a button that has some resources available, and it's got um, videos, books, um, and different things from the contributors. And then also there is a button on there that... Um, to host an event, hmm. and I don't know details on that yet, but um, we're hoping that churches will screen this and show it to their congregations, and they have discussions about it. We would love to be able to do that, and, you know, we did one um, recently, as, as the very first premiere, with a local church here in Oklahoma City, where uh, Stephen Black and I are from, and had a Q&A panel after. You know, we're hoping that churches will really have discussion around this, 
and um, show it to the church. And so you can do that at the website as well. When you go to inhisimage.movie, um, you can enter your email, and you'll see the movie. You'll be able to watch it for free. And also below it, there's a way you can partner with them to get a special edition of the DVD, In His Image. And also you can make a donation, of course. That's inhisimage.movie. So go there and check that out. just want to read some more people that have comment on it, commented on it so far. Dr. James Dobson of Family Talk Radio said, In His Image presents a compassionate and biblical understanding of homosexuals, lesbians, transgender confusion, and other sexual identity concerns. And uh, Dr. Richard Land, president of Southern Evangelical Seminary, said, I just really, really want to commend and endorse the compassion with which this issue is handled. It is very redemptive in its approach. It's the approach that Christ would have us to take. So, wow, I, I'm just blessed just to hear these words, knowing that it, you're, people are not going to be hammered over their head. And at the same time, the truth is not going to be avoided or sugar-coated. Uh, Laura, just on hearing those, let me read one more and then get your thoughts. There's so many. Uh, Tony Perkins, Family Research Council, in his image, is foundational to understanding the debate that is raging in our culture today and why, as Christians, we believe what we do and why we should not shrink back or grow silent about the truth of Scripture. Now, Laura, your thoughts. Well, I love their quotes because I think every one of them said something to the effect of um, sharing the truth with love. And I think, like, if we're really loving, then then we will sugarcoat or, you know, we'll have the kid gloves on, you know, we'll mm -hmm. try to be. But the reality is, it is the truth that sets people free. And so... If people hear the truth, I've had I've had several times in in my life where I've shared with somebody, and the Lord put a really hard truth on my heart to share with them, and I've been astounded a lot of times at the reaction, and even if the person is upset for a moment, I, it's had a far greater impact on their life than if I avoided telling them, and I think sometimes uh, finding that balance of sharing the truth in love is really the aim of this project. And also, what should be the aim of us as Christians? With me, you know, I didn't know they were talking directly to me, but still, I heard truth that I didn't really want to hear, mm -hmm. but it really began to free. Yes. And we need that times. I met a young man, actually, the other day, that it wasn't even related to this issue. It was just, he was just talking about things in general in his life, and how he, um, somebody had been sharing some really hard truth with him, and he said, you know, I don't really like hearing it, but I know I need it. And, it, and he was beginning to healing. Excellent. Praise God for this. I want to mention uh, in his image dot movie. We're talking with Laura Perry and her book is uh, transgender to transformed other contributors. Ryan Anderson, senior fellow at uh, the Heritage Foundation. Stephen Black, as you mentioned, First Stone Ministries, Dr. Michael Brown, uh, Michelle Cretella, executive director of the American College of Pediatricians and Kevin DeYoung, senior pastor of Christ Covenant Church. Uh, just a few others. Abraham Hamilton III, he's a public policy analyst for the American Family Association. And I love this man, Walt Heyer, author and former transgender and founder of SexChangeRegret.com. Francine Perry, your mom was in this too. What, did, what was uh, her part? Did she share part of your testimony with you? Uh, she, she told a little bit about her perspective mm -hmm. on it. And... Um, it was, I think people love to hear the, the parents' side of it and what the Lord really taught her. And uh, I also wanted to mention, too, that the, um, the DVD has three hours of bonus footage, which answers a lot of other questions specifically. It talks about, um, there is so much content on there. Hmm. And uh, it talks about, for example, the history of uh, the sex change movement. Um, it talks about some specific biblical answers, different things. And then it also has extended testimonies. So a large part of my mom's testimony will be on the DVD as well. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, also, Sean McDowell. I just want to definitely mention him, yeah. Everett Piper, uh, Denise Schick, and James White, Dr. James White. Of, he's the director of Alpha Omega Ministries. But, Laura, uh, what an amazing project. You are with some heavy hitters here <laughs> as far as uh, the contributors to In His Image. What a blessing. Um, this yeah. is going to be an amazing tool for you and your ministry for years to come. 
Yeah, I, I believe this is just a, an, an enormous tool for the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was, I'm so privileged to be a part of it. I, honestly, this is just something the Lord put together. Um, I, I don't feel like I can take any credit for it. This is um, just, and it's not just truth presented in a, sometimes that can be very boring to listen to for two hours, <laughs> you know, for some people. But honestly, this is so beautiful and well done. I think people are absolutely going to love it. In his image dot movie, Laura, a couple challenging uh, questions. We have four minutes left. Um, this is not a question. This is just something I'm, I've been observing. A lot of gay pride commercials, um, a lot of regular products that we get on the supermarket shelves or anywhere else. Now they're having LGBT influence in their commu- in commercials and their corporate ads. I see rainbow-colored Oreos. We see Target with a special LGBT section. That's not going to stop. Um, does you? What do you think of when you're watching television or something and you see these ads? For example, it was either Hallmark or Lifetime that just had an ad saying, hey, get ready for our new Christmas movies coming out where a, a girl meets boy and boy meets boy. And then they show two men kissing. What are your thoughts? I know it's so damaging, but this is becoming normalized now. Well, it grieves me because it's being normalized to these children that don't really understand what's going on. I think as kids, sometimes we, even if they know what the Bible says, we think God just makes these arbitrary rules just because he doesn't want us to have fun. Um, but this is not just God's rules. It's, it's against nature. It's against our own body. Man and woman are fitted together and made for each other for a reason. And, you know, these kids don't understand what they're really giving up in going into these lifestyles. Um, if they get on hormones and things like that, they may become sterile. Um, if they live in homosexual relationships, they may never have the chance to have their own natural children. Um, they have higher risk of disease and all kinds of other problems, not to mention the um, the rates of abuse tend to be higher in homosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. And they're just they're giving up God's perfect design of not that man and woman are perfect. You know, we're all fallen, but God's perfect design of man and woman being fitted together and made for each other. Mm-hmm. Excellent answer, Laura. Thank you so much. And I really am so blessed that we connected. I don't remember how, probably on social media, and that we were able to get you on Stand Up For The Truth. The documentary, guys, go to uh, afa.net or go to the site inhisimage.movie. Watch it for free. Pray that this gets into the right hands, that it can educate young people today especially. And if you can, make a donation. So, Laura, any closing thoughts? I know you, your book, uh, Transgender to Transformed, has been out for a few years now. Just uh, what are your closing thoughts on this experience and to encourage people to go check it out? I just want to encourage everybody to share it. Uh, go watch it for yourself and then have, have people come over and watch it with you. Um, I think this is the kind of movie that people will, will watch. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to speak out on these issues because, People really do need to hear the truth on this. Yes, and lives and souls are at stake. Laura Perry, God bless you and your ministry. We'll connect with you again down the road. Thank you. Thanks a lot. When we come back, we're going to pick up this topic and talk a little bit more about the election and other things coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. What an amazing interview. Um, I was so blessed to talk to Laura Perry, and what a great work God has been doing in her heart and life. A true transformation from transgender to transformed by Christ. Again, that movie that we were talking about just came out Tuesday in his image dot movie, and you can watch it for free. Before we uh, give you a little surprise here in a couple seconds, I'm going to be sharing what the Christian medical profession um, say about transgenderism. Also, articles. Joe Biden says eight-year-old children should be able to decide their gender and not be discriminated against. Eight-year-olds, this man wants to be president. Um, one million moms, there's an article, Oreo cookies with uh, rainbow-colored cookies on the front. They're working to indoctrinate children. We'll get to that about their gay pride commercial. And football fans, the NFL. Uh, no, we're not talking about Black Lives Matter and political correctness here in Marxism. We're talking about the NFL observing LGBT History Month and celebrating a National Coming Out Day, encouraging more gay 
gay players to let people know, let the world know. We'll get to those articles in a minute. But first, I've got a special blessing for you. Now, I do have to admit, I'm so sorry. Um, if you don't live in our area, this is not for you. I'm sorry because we just don't have the staff to mail these out. But I want to give you a free DVD called Trump 2024, The World After Trump. Contributors include Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, Alveda King, Mike Lindell, Dennis Prager, and it's called A Warning to America After Trump. I'm going to tell you how to get this for free if you can physically walk in our building in our studios here in De Pere, Wisconsin. You have to live here or know someone who can come and pick it up for you. And I only have five copies today to let you pick up. I'll tell you how in a minute. After Trump, the world after Trump. It addresses the aggressive movement to transform America, seeking to strip away its freedoms, teachings, and Judeo-Christian values. This film chronicles President Trump's struggles against a worldwide push for globalism, controlling one world centralized government, and his desire to preserve the sovereignty of we the people. So whether you love or hate Trump, this documentary, it's brand new. It answers the question, what would the world look like in 2024 after Trump? Featured commentary by Pastor Jack Hibbs, as I mentioned, Dennis Prager, Tony Perkins, Brigitte Gabriel, uh, Franklin Graham, Harry Jackson, Mike Huckabee, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Elvita King, Mike Lindell, Bob McEwen, who I saw in Texas a couple months ago, Eric Metaxas, Star Parker, Jerry Boykin, Dave Robbins, Don Stewart, Stephen King, Randall Terry, and uh, several others. These are the contributors. Now, how are you going to get this DVD that I've got in my hands right here? Trump 2024, the world after Trump, a battle to remain free. Just email me. The first five people that email me, and I'll give you the address in a second, and can come into our studios because we are not shipping these out. We don't have a big staff anymore, guys. We we have we went from uh, 16 people 10 years ago down to six today, and we're all wearing several hats. So we cannot mail this out. We're not. We just can't do that like we used to because we used to give away a lot of stuff: DVDs, movies, CDs. So email me comments at standupforthetruth.com. Comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. It's that easy. The first five people that email me, I'll, I'll, you can walk in, masked or not masked, into our building and pick this up whenever you can. But I'll reserve a copy for you here in the studios. I'm so sorry if you're listening. We have a lot of listeners from different states across the country. And, um, you know, you can go look, on, look online. Go to Jack Hibbs. Uh, website is Facebook page. Go to Trump 2024, the world after Trump DVD. Trump 2024. Now, getting back to our topic at hand, the court, here's another article, stopped a Wisconsin school district from lying to parents about gender identity. Parents in Madison, Wisconsin, which, by the way, it's the second largest school district in the entire state. Over 27,000 schools. Over 27, I'm sorry, 27,000 students. 52 schools. When parents learned their children were being taught experimental theories about gender ideology or identity, they were upset. And that's <laughs> How about that for a low ball? Oh, they were just mildly upset. No, they were infuriated. So a new school district policy in Madison, Wisconsin, said children as young as kindergarten can be exposed to the idea that gender is a spectrum and you can choose your own gender based on how you feel. Now that, my friends, is a delusion. Um, I can't read this whole article. I'll put it on our post, our website today. Something had to be done to protect these children and protect parental rights. No wonder more people are homeschooling than ever before this year. But a coalition of parents rose up 
in Madison, Wisconsin, bluer than you want to be, um, filed a lawsuit against the school. Thankfully, a court issued an order that prohibits the Madison Metropolitan School District from deceiving parents about gender ideology. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit more. Their new policy, the school policy, here's what it was. It says this, quote, a person's internal sense of self as male, female, both, or neither. What? Wait a minute. This is what the school does. This is public education in America and one of the largest school districts in Wisconsin. One of two, the biggest. How many schools? 52 schools in this district, second largest in Wisconsin. And they uh, say a person's internal sense of self. It means how you feel, whether you feel male, female, whether you feel both or neither. It included lesson plans and books that affirm transgender ideology, such as I Am Jazz. We talked about him recently. He had a reality show, still does, I think, on I think it was TLC. He went through all the, uh, he was famous for coming out and when he was very young saying I was born in the wrong body. His parents went along with it and he transitioned. I use that word loosely, but that's what happened. And now they're reading his book in public libraries to kids. They're reading his book. It is part of curriculums in public schools for as young as as kindergarten. I am jazz. Right after the policy changes two years ago, one elementary school played a video elementary school about a teacher's gender transition played this video for the whole school kindergarten through fifth grade oh don't yell yet don't yell at the radio yet or your computer listen to this podcast without parental permission did you hear what i just said they not only played this video for the whole school kindergarten through fifth grade, about a teacher's gender transition, promoting it as normal without parental permission. Say that with me again out loud. Ready? I want you to say that. I want to hear you through the airwaves, through the podcast, through your computer, without parental permission. (laughs) But friends, that's not the worst of it. Part of this school district policy also requires teachers and administrators to actively deceive parents, I'm not making this up, about their children. Ready? I hope you're sitting down. I hope you're not driving. Please, please drive carefully. According to policy at the school, if a child, after in this this whole school district, until they were sued by parents, the entire school district, 52 schools, if a child professes a different gender identity and is called by a different name at school than at home, school employees must revert to using the child's birth name around the child's parents to keep them in the dark. Parents are the first teachers of children at home. Christian, mom and dad, I'm sorry. Um, I was in school many, many, many decades ago when this was not an issue. Uh, you've got your work cut out for you, but you are the child's teachers at home. Biblical worldview, foundational to be taught at home. Parents should be the first to know about these. If your child is struggling with anything at school, shouldn't the parents be the first to know about this? Something as radical and controversial as changing, wanting to be a different sex or gender? Come on now. We're talking life-altering hormones and surgeries, gender dysphoria. That's why a coalition of parents finally filed this lawsuit with the Madison Metropolitan School District's policy that required teachers to hide information from parents and to lie to them. I'll end this article with a quote from a doctor. Um, He said, uh, this is Stephen B. Levine, for a child to live radically different identities at home and at school and to conceal what he or she perceives to be his own true identity from parents is psychologically unhealthy in itself. Again, that article, it's over at My Christian Daily. 
court stops Wisconsin school district from lying to parents on gender identity. Now, what does our uh, Democrat nominee for president say? Eight-year-old children should be able to decide their gender and face zero discrimination. Joe Biden, right? He wants to make their life easier. So Joe Biden, who people tell us is not radical, he's a moderate, right? He thinks eight-year-old children should be able to be transgender. And you know this is a complete far-left ideology. And is it is a delusion. <clears throat> it is insanity. It's calling evil good. It is unbiblical. So parents, if you agree with me that it is unbiblical, then it's either good or evil. If it's unbiblical, it must be evil. They are calling evil good in schools, in government, or at least one political party, um, in, in culture, corporations. I just read that story. Did I read that story? Yeah, about the NFL. Did I? Yeah, I think I set that aside already. Spike, did I read that? Okay, so I think I started with that. The NFL. Um, so this is the problem we're having today. And Hollywood, primetime TV, and social media. So your children, whether they're Christian or not, they're being bombarded by these things that you don't believe, that you don't want them to learn, that they're, they're lies, they're delusions. <clears throat> I don't remember, you know, um, so this NFL article, NFL observes LGBT History Month. They, they're celebrating coming out day. They want players to come out as gay. The NFL is more influ- influential than what you think. Um, especially for young boys who want to emulate their pro football stars and idols. Um, so, yeah, now this article, Oreo, with the rainbow Oreos, they want to indoctrinate children. They got a gay pride commercial coming up. Now, by the way, this is over at One Million Moms. Uh, gay pride commercial attempting to normalize the LGBT lifestyle by using their commercials, such as the most recent Oreo ad featuring a lesbian couple, young Lesbian couple. They're trying to brainwash children and adults alike. How? Well, desensitizing audiences. They've been doing this since the 1990s, early 1990s. The ad has a daughter going home and seeing her family, and she brings her lesbian lover with her, right? The daughter. The commercial focuses on the mother approving, being loving, right? Quote, loving of her daughter's girlfriend, but the father is a little hesitant. He has reservations, right? So he later, in this commercial, he later has a change of heart, displays his acceptance. How? By painting their picket fence out front in rainbow colors to show his approval. So the father finally came around, right? Dads are the dummies. Dads are slow. And they they're, yeah, they eventually see the light. Calling evil good, friends. Isaiah 5.20, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Well, PFLAG, PFLAG, they're working with Oreo and all these other corporations on pushing this rainbow agenda, normalizing LGBT behavior and lifestyles. They are the first in the U.S. and largest organization that unite parents, families, and allies with people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. They have over 400 local chapters, and they are founded in New York City. So that's PFLAG, P-F-L-A-G. Guys, I wish I had just some better stuff to report to you, but this I was, podcast is called Stand Up for the Truth, and if we're not going to stand up for the truth, who will? Because the media certainly won't, Hollywood won't, public schools aren't. So um, now the Christian Medical and Dental Profession, CMDA, they affirm the historic and enduring Christian understanding of humankind as having been created male and female. They have concerns about recent usage of the term gender to emphasize an identity other than the one, uh, other than one's biological sex. So they hold that any attempts to alter gender surgically or hormonally are medically inappropriate as they repudiate nature and nature's God. And they're unsupported by the witness of Scripture, people trying to do this, trying to create a God in their own image. Um, so they've got one, two, three, four, five, five different categories, biblical, biological, social, medical, and ethical. And they, they make some recommendations for the Christian community about non-discrimination. So I think, you know what, um, 
I'll go through this when we come back. We're going to take a break in a couple minutes. But basically, they say a person struggling with gender identity should evoke neither scorn nor enmity. Why? Because people have been deceived, friends. They're struggling. We're not coming down on transgenders and saying you're evil people. Now, the deceivers, those who deceive them and are selling this garbage to them, this propaganda, this stuff that's not biblical, they're going to have to answer to God. But the people that are, especially young children and young people that are believing this, because that's what's popular in our culture, for God help them. They need our compassion. And they also need the truth. So perfect balance. That's why I had Laura Perry on today in the first segment, because I believe that documentary, In His Image, I really believe that's going to help a lot of people. It already is. It's amazing already. But they need our compassion and understanding. The Christian community should be a refuge of love for all who are broken, just and including sexually broken, not to affirm their sin, nor to condemn them, but to shepherd them in Jesus, who alone can forgive, heal, restore, and redirect them to a godly, honorable, virtuous way of life. Mutual respect and civil discourse are cornerstones of a free society. Those who hold to a biblical or traditional view of human sexuality should be permitted to question transgender dogma free from exclusion, oppression, or unjust discrimination. The Christian Medical and Dental Association affirms that healthcare professionals should not be coerced or mandated to provide or refer for services that they believe to be morally wrong or harmful to patients. Don't doctors take that oath to do no harm, that's the first thing they do. Do no harm. Doesn't apply to the abortion business uh, industry, though. Healthcare professionals must not be prevented from providing counseling and support and truth to patients who are experiencing confusion in regard to gender orientation. So when we come back, I'll share with you um, just, uh, just a couple sentences here from these different categories, biblical, biological, social, medical, and ethical. And then I've got something to read about uh, XY chromosomes and XS chromosomes and a couple quotes from this book. Truth, actually it's a chapter, Truth and Facts Don't Care About Feelings and Trends. And we'll get to that when we come back on Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you for listening. Please stay with us. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. I just want to encourage you right now from one of my favorite chapters in all of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, that starts off with the gospel, talks about the resurrected body and that death has no sting anymore, and that in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, it will sound and we will be raised imperishable. We will always be with the Lord. Last verse in that chapter, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So it's hard. It is labor, friends, especially when we're fighting the truth war here in America in the United States of Entertainment. 1 Corinthians 15.58. I also want to quote John Haley. He said, It is the duty of the Christian to look difficulties and objections squarely in the face. Nothing is to be gained by overlooking, evading, or shrinking from them. Truth has no cause to fear scrutiny, however rigid. And now back to the Christian medical profession, uh, biblical um Guidelines. It's basically they go to Genesis. Let me just read Genesis number one, one verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and that's where it all starts, friends. The existence of God, and then if God is, and He created, then exactly what did He create and how? That's what we need to know. That's what we need to be able to explain. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And if you go down to verse number 26, and 27 is the one, but 26 says, Then God said, let us 
make man in our image, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's a little shout-out to the Trinity there. According to our likeness, and let them rule. Dot, dot, dot. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. If you are having same-sex relationships, you cannot possibly obey what God told man to do. Be fruitful and multiply. And then, of course, he said, have no other gods before me. So you cannot multiply if you are of the same sex. Now, man and medical technology is manipulating that, making two people of the same sex possibly have a baby through a surrogate in other ways, but it's a really it's a distortion of Scripture, it's a perversion of the truth. So it comes down to God created mankind in his image, male and female. And then he said, be fruitful and multiply. So um, biblically, in Matthew and Mark, uh, Jesus said men and women, it talked about men and women being morally and spiritually equal in Genesis 3.28. I'm sorry, Galatians 3.28. Uh, talks about uh, creating roles that are in some respects alike and in other respects very different and complementary. Uh, Ephesians 5 talks about the different roles that men have that then women have that complement each other. Biological is the next category. Sex is an objective biological fact that is determined genetically at conception by the allocation of X and Y chromosomes to one's genome, immutable throughout one's lifetime. In other words, never changing. Procreation requires genetic contributions from both one man and one woman. That's biological. What about social? Inclination to identify with the opposite gender may have biological, familial, and social origins that are not of the making of particular individuals. Social movements which contend that gender is decided by choice are mistaken in defining gender, not by nature but according to desire. Authentic personal identity consists in social gender expression that is congruent with one's natural biological sex. The Christian Medical and Dental Association recognizes that this traditional view has become counter-cultural. However, they affirm that God's design transcends culture. I'll say that again. God's design transcends culture. Medical. Among individuals who identify as transgender, use cross-sex hormones, and undergo sex reassignment surgery, there is well-documented increased incidence of depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, substance abuse, and risky sexual behaviors, if not suicide attempts. And finally, ethical. Medicine rests on science and should not be held captive to desires, feelings, or demands that contradict biological reality. Oh boy, use those words today and you're called a bigot or intolerant. Biological reality. <laughs> Sex reassignment operations are physically harmful because they disregard normal human anatomy and function. The medical status of gender identity disorder as a mental or psychological or, or psychosocial disorder should not be discarded on the basis of social activism. The purpose of medicine is to heal the sick, not to collaborate with psychosocial disorders. And, yeah, I don't have time to get into this other article, so I'll save that for tomorrow. But I do want to read in uh, my book from three years ago called Redefining Truth, subtitle, Delusions of Replacing God and Calling Evil Good, Page 58 and 59 talk about this idea, what we're talking about, medical professionals, um, where children are concerned. For example, here the American College of Pediatricians urges legislators, educators, healthcare professionals to reject all policies that condition children to accept as normal a life of chemical and surgical impersonation of the opposite sex. And then they say facts not ideology, determine reality. Under the page heading on their website, in fact, I think this was taken down. No, I think I just went to check it the other day. Now it's gone, I believe, on their website. 
Gender Ideology Harms Children, here are major guidelines from the American College of Pediatricians website. Human sexuality is an objective biological binary trait. XY and XX are genetic markers of male and female, respectively, not genetic markers of a disorder. No one is born with a gender. Everyone is born with a biological sex. When an otherwise healthy biological boy believes he is a girl, or an otherwise healthy biological girl believes she is a boy, an objective psychological problem exists that lies in the mind, not the body. And it should be treated as such. Puberty is not a disease, and puberty-blocking hormones can be dangerous. As many as 98% of gender-confused boys and 88% of gender-confused girls eventually accept their biological sex after naturally passing through puberty. That's the good news, parents. If you're, you have a child, a son or a daughter who might be struggling or a little bit uncertain in this area. But children before puberty diagnosed with gender dysphoria may be given puberty blockers as young as 11 years old and now even up to eight or down to eight years old from if, if Joe Biden has his way and well, require cross will require cross sex hormones later in life to continue impersonating the opposite sex. I love the way they worded that to continue impersonating the opposite sex. They will need these cross sex hormones. In addition, these hormones like testosterone and estrogen are associated with dangerous health risks, including but not limited to cardiac disease, high blood pressure, blood clots, stroke, diabetes, and cancer. Do you ever hear the media, Hollywood, or others in the public school system or university system talk about these medical concerns, the health risks? No. I mean, rarely. I'm sure it happens. So rates of suicide, did you know this? They're nearly 20 times greater among adults who use cross-sex hormones and undergo, quote, sex reassignment surgery. Um, Laura Perry, we talked about to her in the first segment, and she quoted or mentioned Michelle Critella as one of the contributors to this new documentary in his image. And Michelle Critella, she's the AAC PEDS president, she said that affirming so-called transgender children means sterilizing them as young as 11 years old, and as we know now, it's as young as 7 or 8. Despite these facts and other easily accessible medical information available to those seeking truth, the deceivers and peddlers of this plow forward. Why? What do they gain by this, by leading people astray, by pushing this ideology? Well, first, it is a rebellion against God, the Creator as we established at the beginning of this segment when we read Genesis chapter 1. And if you, don't think that's just, if you think that's just Old Testament, well, Jesus in the Gospel of John, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the Word. The Word was with God. The Word is God, was God. Um, so these activists continue their push. Um, the agenda is strong, friends, and this is what we have to stand up against prayerfully and Physically, sometimes standing up against this, speaking the truth, their aim is power and control. What's one of their goals? Obliterating Christian influence and resistance. As this gender-neutral, moral relativistic push could eventually reach their demonically inspired goals to wipe out the standard of the traditional family unit, the true meaning of marriage, and of course the foundation is the existence of God and the truth of creation. There's a lot coming at us, friends. I've only got a minute left. But always remember that we have the truth on our side. If you believe God's word, the inerrancy of scriptures, and the divinely inspired prophetic utterances we have at our disposal. Romans 8.31 says, If God be for us, who can be against us? And in 1 John 4 it says, um, Greater is he who is in you the Holy Spirit of Christ, than he who's in the world. So that's a little bit, I don't read a lot from my books, but that was directly applying to this move to redefine truth and what we talked about with Laura Perry about this dangerous transgender 
ideology and that momentum that they're they're gaining. There's a fight, though. More parents are catching on, and especially when it comes to the public school. So thank you guys for uh, just bearing with me here in this last segment. And I hope and pray that we will continue to be truth proclaimers and defenders and not be ashamed of the gospel. Okay, my goodness, I, we got, we covered a lot. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get through all that. There's only one article I didn't get to, and we'll have to do that tomorrow, about Americans uh, completely losing faith in not only the modern so-called news media, but social media because of censorship. I've got a new video coming out, article from Freedom Project Media, if you want to check that out. It's coming out at 4 o'clock today, freedomproject.com, and it is on this topic of censorship. We've got a big election coming up November 3rd, and man, we're Christians, conservatives, Republicans, uh, independents, people that want to speak the truth and share what's really going on, especially relating to Hunter Biden and other so-called scandals, we're being censored. It's not just the media not reporting on it, like they're being silent on these things. They don't want to touch it. But now they're saying, okay, Facebook, Twitter, Google, you can censor them. That's okay because it'll help our guy in the election. It is absolutely astounding. This is Russia or China. It's not the United States how our media is reacting. But we'll talk about that tomorrow, and we'll let you know who our guest is coming up tomorrow on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up for the Truth. I hold in my hand the DVD, Trump 2024, The World After Trump. It's uh, Christian-based, and it is a DVD we're giving out, and it's brand new. Get your copy. But I want to say we've got friends that already, um, I've got these reserved for you guys that uh, emailed me. Ray Dodge, Rosemary Bruner, Kara Perkins. Matthew Cornelius and Pat Newmeyer, you have your copy here at our studios waiting for you at uh, Q90FM. Ray Dodge, Rosemary Brunner, Bruner, Kara Perkins, Matthew Cornelius, and Pat Newmeyer. God bless you guys. I think Pat was from Appleton, Ray from Green Bay. Um, so you guys can come in and get yours. Look it up. Trump 2024, the world after Trump. Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, Alveda King, Dennis Prager, Mike Lindell, and many others. So check Eric Metaxas. Looking at some of these in the Brigitte Gabriel, Harry Jackson, oh my, Tony Perkins, Don Stewart. So I've got these DVDs here waiting for you. And tomorrow, we've got a young pastor coming in studio, um, Eric Jackson. You're going to really, really like this young man. We had him on once before, and that's why I asked him back. He is uh, one that's really uh, kind of changing the way young people are looking at the gospel and Christianity. And uh, he's got a book out called The Feral Christian. Uh, we'll talk to him tomorrow. And uh, let, next week, by the way, is our fundraiser. You can call and uh, pledge your support, q90fm.com online, or you call the 800 number, and uh, 800-979-9010, 800-979-9010, and pledge your support. Keep us going for another six months. Our fundraiser next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thank you so much for your prayers for this ministry, your support and encouragement. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.